Deepak. Welcome to another Astral interview. It's been a while since we've talked, and I'm really looking forward to um, hearing from you what you've been up to. It's been over 10 years since I last spoke to you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, all weird situation, right? Yeah. Yes. And yeah, and so much of uncertain time these days, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. So tell yes, everyone so, who doesn't know you about yourself. Tell everyone a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up? Um, tell, tell them a little bit about your history. The history goes back so many years. <clears throat> like, <laughs> like once upon a time, as you told me. <laughs> yes, uh, I was born in Mumbai. Right. And I was born in a very middle class family and the time was very different when I was born completely. Like it was a city like Mumbai, you know, the oh. Mumbai was having a lot of British influence. Yes. That time. Yeah. Okay, because the Britishers ruled India for 100 years and Mumbai, they developed. The Mumbai yeah. was their city. Okay, That's the right. Mumbai East wasn't India. existing. Uh, East, East India, India Trading Company. company. Correct. <laughs> correct, correct. So they found the five harbors. Yeah. Okay, sitting on the west coast of the India, yes. they reclaim the land and they make out of five island, they make a one big city they call it Mumbai because they thought Mumbai's geography is excellent for making a harbor yes. for the future trade and commerce. Right. And this is how the Mumbai was born. Yes, okay. yes. <laughs> and, and so how and, old were you when this all happened? Ah, long time, even before my birth, it happened. It happened before your birth, I thought so, because you were very young. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no, I was not even born. <laughs> so you were born in India. Tell us about your life in India as a child. What was your experience? Very simple life. Very simple life, a very happy life. Wonderful. So everything was so straightforward. People were so well connected. People were not chasing after the career, you know, but people just wanted to chase the life. Right. That was a big difference. Right. And the people, it was a very small community in Mumbai. Mumbai that time was not that much populated. Right. Okay. So, so it was a small community, very close community and a lot of intellectual class. Okay. That time, because that time the Mumbai was having their own university. Right. Okay. Yes. So, so it was very different and a lot of British, you know, like influence. So that made the Mumbai stand out completely different way from the rest of the India. Right. And yeah. what about um, you? What, what, what path did you take in your education? What was your interest? What, uh, what was your passion at the time? It was science. I was deeply into the science, like all at my school level, my mark scoring in the physics and chemistry and mathematics was excellent. I was always the top ranking. Right. But when I was in the last year of the school, my father expired. So that was a big setback to my academic life, right? So once I was out of the school, I was looking for a job. Yes. Honestly, because I wanted to be on my own because uh, my mother was non-earning member. So I have to support myself. Right. So, so I was started looking in for the colleges or the universities, those they have the part-time classes. So right. in the, during daytime, I can do my job and part-time I go and study. But unfortunately, there were no science colleges. Right. Okay. The science was only been taught during the full-time programs. Okay. So finally, I have to switch over from science to the commerce. Right. So business. <laughs> so... 
Yeah, so business. So what happened, this, my scientist was there inside me, but at the same time, I was developing myself towards more like a business. Right. Yeah, so all that bookkeeping, you know, all that kind of a things, yes. elements of, you know, government, all those kind of a topic, economics, you know, so, statistics. So, yes. so what happened, I finished my BCom. Yes. Okay. And then I, became, I got into the bank job. I was a bank tailor. And then I was a branch manager because I was a commerce graduate that time. So it was a big thing being, a, and then I did my even master's also in commerce. Right. But at the age of 28, after marriage, I just switch over back to the science. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's your passion. That was my passion. Right. Because that time my wife was working, so we decided she will support me by the time I pursue my different career. Yeah. But destiny had some different plans. I was not knowing. I was having so much of creative flares. So instead <laughs> of going for the science college, I went to an architecture college. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a difference. So, yeah, so that was a big shift in my life. Like everybody was started, like mom, mom was very much worried. Oh, what's wrong with my son? Like I was a branch manager, good post, good salary. Yeah. And I'm just resigning. Yeah. What's something wrong here? Yeah. And that time I was having my daughter. My daughter was born by the time. Right. Okay. So at that particular time, living a, such a stable and such a wonderful job, like it was shock to everyone. Right. And I'm pursuing a new career where I have no experience, no family history. <laughs> so you give up, <laughs> so you give up your BCom and you gave up your passion, your science as well. Correct. Because I develop all of a sudden interest in the field of architecture and interior <laughs> design. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that. How did that come about to be? So what happened was that I was working in a bank and I used to get finished my day very early and I saw ad in the paper about some interior design programs and the architecture that some technical institute is starting some part-time courses for the enthusiasts. And I said, okay, wow, like this something fascinates me. And I went to their fundamental courses and I did so well. I did so well. And my own faculty, they encouraged me. They right. said, Deepak, you're the best candidate for this program. You wow. must pursue this. Don't leave it halfway. So fortunately, my faculty supported me so much, encouraged me so much. And I was really doing excellent at everything. Like, I don't know, I was just doing like a, an expert. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. finally, what happened, they said, it was inborn in me. You know, like, I don't know, like my drafting skills, my sketching skills. Right. Like, they are like amazing. Like, like a professional I used to do in that right. level. So and when I was out, somebody might say yeah. it was a past life influence. <laughs> exactly, exactly, absolutely, absolutely. Some something that came I inherited from my previous birth. Right, right. And everybody was shocked. Like my assignment, they were used to be everywhere on the notice board of the university. Wow. They were that good, like a professionals. Yeah. Right. So then, well, we know that your interest is also in feng shui and architecture and feng shui go hand in hand. So tell Absolutely. us how you went to the jump from architecture to feng shui. That's another shift in my <laughs> life. Okay. So what happened when I finished my interior design courses and program, I become a certified designer. My faculty only hired me right. for his company. 
Right. Okay. And that time what happened, he gave me very good assignments to handle on my own very big projects. And then after a few years, when I started my own practice, I became myself as a professional designer. I got an offer from one hotel to interdesign the hotel. And it was in the center of India, but the hitch was like that, that hotel, that structure, the building itself was in Paris. Right. So that's huge. Like, they said, that's huge. They said, this palace we wanted to convert into a hotel. Right. Because it's just sitting there, because it's not being looked after. Right. So we thought, is this, we have this building, why not just turn it into it? Because that time there was a big train came up, you know, in hotel industry and right. in hospitality industry, that all the international tourists, they wanted to live like a royal life when they're touring India. Right. Okay. So that was a train, like, like they used to live in like a heritage kind of a structure, but they are not heritage structure, but they are more like a five-star hotels. Mm -hmm. But that being a heritage property, the government of India, they wanted me to conserve the heritage properties of their structure. Okay. So I started studying what is this heritage properties are. So first time I started doing my research on the ancient palaces. And during my research, I found out that all these palaces were built those are just relating to the cosmos, universe. Wow. All that kind of, a, all that kind of a ornamental that they use in architecture, you know, the lions, elephant, like this kind of animal you will see in many ancient architects. Yeah. And stars, sun, all those kind of, a, you will see the symbolism yeah. Okay, yeah. in this ancient architecture. They were having some significance. Okay, and this is how I got drawn. I said, why they used to do that? Not to just make the building beautiful or aesthetically appealing, but more than that, they wanted to harness the cosmic energy into the dwellings. Right. To make it prosper, to make it uh, attract abundance, to make it a happy place to live in. Right. Okay, and the royal families, when they move in there, like they have all kind of a happiness, all kind of abundance, and they have a rulership abilities to rule the country, I to see. rule the kingdom. So, yeah. they, so, when I, so they know something yeah. we don't know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that time, you know, when the, all these palaces were built during the British design, right. so there was a lot of European influence on that architecture. At the same time, Islamic influences. So it, it was a good blend of Islamic architecture and the European architecture. Uh -huh. And when I started studying the Greece, architecture, okay, the architecture of Italy, they all have the same footprints. Everything was done back in Italy and back in Greece that time. It was nothing but the footprints of the cosmic energies. Everything is just been printed out like the map of a sky. <laughs> so that this is... is how I get on. Yeah, but that time there was not, there was no Google, right? So how yeah, you do yeah. your research? Yes, yes. So physically, you go on talking people to people, but there was nobody's giving me the logic how it really works. Right. Okay, so finally, I got bumped up with another person who was from Far East, like from Japan. Okay. Okay, because they were our energy advisor at that time, the Hitachi and uh, National, those companies were providing the, you know, the generators and uh, energy sources to the India. Right. So and you, and you needed those sources in your, in your dwellings too. 
Correct. So, so that those technicians, those engineers, I was just interacting with them. At that time, they told me this. There's another science in Far East, which is known as Feng Shui, that you should be getting introduced in. That very much relates to the make the thing simplified in terms of architecture and interior design. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so this is how I got introduced to the Feng Shui. So and, God and is leading you. Yeah, exactly. Like everywhere I wanted to do something, I was looking at it like doors are opening on their own. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I was getting more and more drawn into it. And then I started learning the Feng Shui. I got a couple of institutes in back in Kuala Lumpur, Hong Kong, Singapore. And I was so much fascinated, like how much these people are careful about planning their buildings, planning their, you know, the designing their home, the designing their hobbies, how much they're careful. And that micro detailing that they used to carry out, you know, getting all the cosmic energy harness into the livings. Wow. And this is how I realized why these people are having so much of money, why they're so much prospering, why there is so much of abundance, like, especially even some of the commercial institutes like Hong Kong Bank, okay, that was the leading bank that time in the Far East. Like right. Hong Kong Bank itself, the managing director whom I met that time, like he said, no, the function is everything. <laughs> like that. <laughs> right. like everything they used to do or little bit of changes to do, they will always consult their function master before they carry out even a minor change into their dwelling places or into wow. their space. Yeah. Well, well, how amazing it would be if everybody had access to somebody like that. Yes, <laughs> the access is me now. This is what I'm giving to my clients and my all Vancouver <laughs> communities, making them understand the basic principles, how this cosmic energy, if you start living your life in tune with them, the life is much easier. Right. Okay. And, and, and you will see that what you do has some meaning. Yes. You will find the meaning in everything what you do. Like you have more mindful thinking, you know, in everything, like every moment you live, Yes, Rather than yes. living in years and living in months, why not live in every moment? And right. then exactly where you don't go wrong because you're connected to the every moment of what's happening inside you and what's happening around you. So most of the decision that you take, they're taken with a lot of clarity and with the full focus and the full vision that you know ahead of you. Right. And so yeah. like when you mentioned Feng Shui, I, it reminds me of Vastu Shastra. You're in India. There's Vastu Shastra there. <laughs> absolutely. Why are you going absolutely. from India to um, uh, Feng Shui? Tell me what the difference is and, and how come you didn't figure well, out the when Vastu I started, Shastra? Correct. When I started looking into the, our Indian own science that relates to the space, okay, relate yes. to the dwelling, relate to the, any kind of a landform, the, what I found here, the customized approach was more into the Feng Shui, but not with the Vastu. Right. Okay, so Feng Shui, they were saying, okay, for every individual, the things must be different because every individual is different. While Vastu is saying everything common for everyone. Uh, but in practical life, we all are different. In yes. practical life, we all are different. Right. Right, like our DNAs are different. Yes. So naturally, what applies to me should not necessarily apply to you and work on you. Right. So do you okay. think, do you so think- So this is what I like about the Feng Shui. Yes, it's individualized. Yeah, individualized. And, and Vastu on the other hand is more related to the architecture, but not 
to the interior. I see. Okay, so yeah. so feng shui takes part of what's happening inside the building. Right. Okay. While while the feng vastu more you know re relates to the architecture of the building. Right. Structure. So they both yeah, make but a finally difference. the yes. Yeah, so they are both they are two different path, but they want to the final results are the same. The achievement they what they want to achieve is the same. Right. The final goals are remain the same. But only the ways are different. But what I found, the vastu at one point is very rigid. It's not as flexible as to apply to our modern life. Uh -huh. While feng shui can be applied to the, any modern place or any modern living. Okay, tell me how vastu is, is not adaptable. The vastu is not adaptable for the thing like, earlier the people used to build their own home, select their own lot. But now the things have changed. People now, they want to live in very high-rise buildings right. because the population is growing and the land space is limited and everybody wants to live in the same city. You cannot expand the cities, right? Like right. horizontally. Yes, right? yes. So people will start vertically yes. by having the high-rise tower or the multi-level buildings. Yes. And in that case, what happens when, when any home becomes a multi-family unit, Vasu cannot cater to every family. Ah, I see, of course. Okay, because the Vasu was generated, Vasu was generated that the most of the units were single family units, not the multi-family units. Right. So That's people okay. used to live in their own home. Yes. Okay, but over the centuries, the things have changed and now we are living into the communities and the building, those are multi-family buildings. Right. And so did Vastu yeah. influence Feng Shui or Feng Shui influenced Vastu? Or they came up at the same time, but one evolved, the other did not? They're independent bodies. No one is influencing either of them. They're independent okay. bodies. It is, it is up to your choice, which one you want to pick. Right. And so did one influence the other in coming to be? Or was it that they both came to be because of energy or but one evolved further the other one stayed behind no i won't say that no one is staying behind they both relate to the energy patterns right okay, but they both have adapted the different ways of application i see so fascinating yeah yeah so fascinating like it's like say if i have to travel from vancouver okay to the london how am I going to travel? Am I going to go by air or am I going to go by sea? Yes. <laughs> right? right. So, exactly. so like that. But yeah. That, still, you can read. You take any any mode of transport. Still, you are going yeah. to reach there. Yes. Right. Some may take a little longer than the other, and some may have. You know, they always think. So yeah. it is a. But I, I still love feng shui because there's a lot of research carried out in the terms of feng shui. While the vastu stood on its own, there was not much research carried out with the changing time. Right. Okay. Yeah. So what happened? So Vastu only related, limited to the India and Indian subcontinent. While Feng Shui travel across the world because they propagated it. Yes. The way the Feng Shui has been followed into the Western world, the Vastu has not same kind of awareness is getting into the Western world. Right. I understand. For the limitation, because 
because that science didn't develop much later on because right. there were in, not enough of researchers to work on it. We come to the modern day <laughs> and we're here in Vancouver and we're here and you're here and you can help people that are here with, with their dwellings now. So we're coming to the practical, Correct. right? Um, yes. Anyone yeah. can get help from you and you have an understanding not only of science, your commerce, your business, your, um, your architecture, and then feng shui correct. and vastu. You have all of that in your, in your knowledge base, correct? All of it, yes. So you can- This is a big cocktail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can pull the information and individual needs very specific to an individual. And so yes. let's, let's so, talk a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. How do you help someone when they come to you? You see like feng shui, like some people want like to stay away from the feng shui because they think it's too much like Asian, too much Chinese, right. okay? But I always tell my people, no, no, feng shui is universal. It is, okay. it has been named as a feng shui in China, but every culture, okay, every religion, they have their own energy science. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, but with, with my ability, what I'm going to do, you know, I, I give them the still function, but it's packaged in their own tradition and it's been packaged and labeled in their own culture. Right. So they find it easy to adapt. Right. Like I don't want that somebody's home after doing function, it should not look like a Chinese museum. Yes. <laughs> Right. Of course, of course. <laughs> like I've seen the many people that are very much into the feng shui and they are from different cultural background. They have different the traditions, they are family traditions. And when I walk into their home, I can say, oh, where am I? I it looks like I'm in Hong Kong. I'm not in Vancouver. Right. Yes, yes, yes. I hear <laughs> you. You understand? Like, like their, their home started. And, and this is what, what happened when you start doing that, that something is not resonating with your culture. Yes. and not resonating with your family tradition, that, that will have very less chance to work for you. So did you figure this out at a later state before you were showing everyone everything was very Asian and Chinese and then later you figured it out or did you figure it out like right away? Exactly, like I will tell you something. The way I used to do the feng shui two decades back, okay, like 20 years back, and the way I'm doing the function now is a big difference. Right. Okay. Difference for the reason that time the build, homes were built in a different way, not the same way that we have the homes today. Right. Okay. That is one aspect. Like that time, nobody was having the Wi-Fi in the home. <laughs> right. Right. So Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, like that technology, digital technology, have homes have become completely different because you see, like. In one room, there's so much of networking, like invisible energies around you in yes. terms of Wi-Fi. Yes. And you don't know how much they're sabotaging your own energies. Yes. Yes. Correct? Correct. Yeah. So what happened, today's homes have all the modern amenities fitted and all the modern features fitted. Everybody's having Wi-Fi. 20 years back, nobody was using iPhone or smartphone. Right. Now, in, in one home, it depending upon how many family members, here, so many of a home own instruments, so many appliances, and all these appliances are also energy appliances, energy yes. star appliances. Yes. And some and some they work with the Bluetooth features. Yes. 
So, so everything is invisible, cordless technology in everybody's home. And every step that we take in our own home, we are intercepting with through this all these energy grid. Those are invisible around us. Right. And so all these, all these, all these additions are affecting the outcome. Yes, exactly. Because they are affecting the energy within us. Right. Because the main energy sources within our body, one is heart and another one is brain. Right. So what happens if our brain energy and our heart energy has not syncing with all other energies those are around us in terms of Wi-Fi and the internet? Right. So that's why in spite of all the modern amenities and comfort that we have in today's home, still we are finding ourselves under stress. Right, yes. Right, if you look at our grandparents, they lived in a very simple home, very basic home, mm -hmm. but they were living their life in a much better way than that we are living today, in spite yeah, of so many facilities happier. around us. Much happier. They were much happier, much healthier, much connected, Yes. And they were never used to come under stress for the smallest event that happening in their life. <laughs> so true. But today we have all the comfort. So today we have all the comforts around us, and still we are under stress. Yes. Still we are not happy. Still our families are broken. There is no family connectedness left. Okay, but that wasn't there twenty or thirty years back. Our life right. was completely different. You got my so, point. Like the whole system has changed. So my function applications have changed accordingly. Yes, of course they would have to. Okay. So what happened now when I do the function, first I go defensive. How I can protect myself against the harmful energy around me? Right. Okay. The earlier my task was simple. When I used to apply the function, I used to do the function in terms of attracting the abundance, attracting the good luck, attracting yes. the prosperity. Right. But now here, before I start attracting, I have to protect myself. <laughs> right, right. And so how right. did you, so how did you to... come to that realization? How did you come to that realization? Was it, was it intuitively that you came to that realization or you started to realize that you're, you're doing these feng shui plans, but something is not working. So something has to change. Both the labels. So first at the intuitive level for the reason, because I was a born scientist, which I never became. Yes. <laughs> so that scientific mind was sitting here. I was, yes. I was aware of what's happening around me and doing research on everything. Yes. And when I'm going to the client, the function is not giving them the result, the right amount of results. Yes. It's making the life better, but still my expectation from the function were much bigger. Yes. And that what the family was saying, that something is here that we sense it, but we don't know what exactly is stopping us. Yes, yes. Right? Like yeah. people know there's something there, there's something stopping them. There are some yes. blockage, there are some hurdles. Okay, we, we know we can do this, but still we are unable to do this. Yes. So this is what happening at the practical level. Because all these invisible energies around you, okay, they are really bothering you and your inner system, your inner engineering. Right. So when you're working, you're not optimizing on your efforts. You're not optimizing on your brain. You're not optimizing on your gut feeling. You're not optimizing on your willpower. Right. So everywhere there are the shortfalls. Yes. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. So, so, so this is what the big change happened. You know, and this is where exactly I found, you know, all blame, all the tools that I carried from the Vastu, from the Indian astrology, 
from the Western astrology, okay, from my commerce business mind, because these days everybody is looking from terms of monetary benefit. Yes. Okay, because the money is everything. Yes. Right? Because yeah. today's in modern world, we cannot survive without the money. So I have to put everything into the business perspective of the people. If by doing this, how is going to help you not only in personal life, but also in your career, also while you make your living, because that's so important because sometimes what happens, it doesn't matter how much physically healthy you are, but if your financial health is not up to the mark, you're yeah. still under stress and yeah. still you will fall sick, okay? Because your financial health is poor. Yes. It doesn't matter how you're well built, okay? Yes. How your muscles look like. You may be having a wonderful body, fit body, but what happened when your financial health is affected, your entire life is affected. Yeah. And because of the financial health affected, even your relationship also goes under stress. Yes, yes. So this is how I start putting into the business perspective, giving it a business model so people can understand it well and people will start depending on it. Okay. Because these days the first priority is the money. Yes. Then the relationship and then your physical health. The priorities have changed. <laughs> right, right. Because you see the prime time of our life from the age of 18 to the 65 when we retire, that prime time, the 70% of these years we spend only making our living. Yeah, I say that all the time. We spend so, three so, quarters of our yeah. life we're spending working. Where do we enjoy life? Yeah, so, so, so we, are, we are giving most of our energy to create our living, but not create our life. Yes, yes, yes. So that's the big difference, okay? We, we, are, we are more like I'm telling you, we are no more human beings. We are human doings because we work, work, work. Yes. Right? Yeah, Because we smart. think okay, without money, you will be helpless. Okay, without money, I can't do this. Without money, I can't do that. Without money, I, I, I can't have this. Right. So all our energy is going towards, you know, shaping our career rather than shaping our life. And it has to switch back. So, so correct. So, so what I do now, first try to get this business mind. Everybody has their business mind. Like these days, you know, we have two kinds of a mind. Yeah. One is our emotional mind. Yes. Okay, that looking for the happiness. Yes. Okay, that looking for love, that looking for care, that looking for respect. Right. While as on the other hand, beside emotional mind, we have another mind that called intellectual mind. Yes. Because many of the people, they now want to live by their intelligence, but not by emotion. So sometimes they will grab a job where emotionally they are not happy, but intellectually they are happy. Yes. Because that giving them more money, they are seeing the results of their hard work. Oh, they can pull the money from here. But they don't like what they are doing because their emotional mind is not synced with their intellectual mind. Right, right. And same thing is happening in the relationship. Like in the relationship, not only your emotional compatibility is now concerned, the more compatibility is concerned is the intellectual compatibility. Is you and your spouse are intellectually connected. It's true, yes. Yeah, so what happens, sometimes emotionally, our requirements are the same, but our intellectual needs are completely different. You understand? And in worst scenario, what happened when the woman is intellectually way more advanced and way more successful, and if the man is not, there is always a split. Okay, yeah. Okay, so what happened now, I have to give you the more holistic approach towards making your living. Okay. Okay, like, 
like yeah so it create a balance between the two genders that they are not evenly emotionally balanced but at the same time they are intellectually balanced right right because if if the two people are not intellectually balanced that that relationship has to go in different way right they cannot stay together in today's world no because today's world everything we see from the money perspective everything we see from the success perspective they are very much success oriented and everybody individual's definition for the success is completely different yes that's true you understand mm-hmm. so 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 i have to make them understand this new formula okay that how your vision your clarity your thoughts your words and your action how they should be aligned perfectly right. okay okay so you know if something you are doing emotionally right but intellectually that is not the practical decision for you there is always a conflict inside us uh-huh. so so that's that's the way i have to make them understand okay the money is only important so long your emotional health is important sometimes you have a lot of money but but you are in not status to enjoy that success to enjoy that money so how does that work it doesn't okay everything has to Can be in balance everything has to be balanced so so this is how i sometimes depending upon the individual my first hour only gets into the analyzing the individual person because sometimes individual himself is lost he doesn't know what he really needs into the life right he comes for one thing but actually the root cause of one particular problem is something else that he was not even knowing right so now you're a psychologist too correct so it's more like a psychology more like a counseling yeah. because people talk a lot on the media about the global connectivity all this kind of a thing but first of all they are not connected to their own self because they don't know their even problem they don't even how to analyze their problem so i will tell the people what you people have learned so far in your schools and colleges and unfortunately what i am also saying the programs when i'm looking at what programs are there they're more like they're giving you survival skills how to survive into the today's global world okay global right. economy right. okay global market everything is global yeah. these days because of connectivity is huge right correct so survival skills are not important the earlier we were taught how to thrive into the life the thriving skills are important not the survival skills are important because those are so automatic you, those are automatic so once you know how to thrive survival comes along with that automatically yeah yes of course you understand so this is i like to teach them so so i'm basically i'm their coach in many respect i'm not just a feng shui master yes okay so i'm their personal coach i'm their business coach i'm their counselor i'm their healer so this many roles i play yes and you figured out that you need to life. play these roles before you can even ad- even address the feng shui because first these are precursor prerequisite to even going to the architecture and the inside right. and the design and all that absolutely so this is what i tell them i say you are looking for more money you are looking for more love but that all has to come from within right okay the entire wealth entire riches that you have those are sitting inside you have to unleash those richness first then you will see the richness in your physical world right 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 wow. and same thing the love is also within you you have to first start loving your own self then people will start loving you right right of course of course <laughs> so these people have lost this philosophy they have lost they are very much into the work 
like sometimes they are hungry, but they are still want to skip the meal because they want to finish certain thing by 2 p.m. or 1 p.m. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, their so, deadline. Yeah. So, so they, they neglect their meal, though they have carried their lunchbox to the work, but still they are skipping that lunch because there's something urgent that come up. No, I said, no, no, no. You are the first year urgency. Right. Your hunger is the most urgent than anything else. Right. Of course. So if you're depriving your body, and when you're depriving your body, you're depriving your cells. Okay? You're depriving your cellular energy also within you. Because every success needs one idea. And for to get one idea into the brain, the billions of neurons work. Okay? And because you're hungry, your neurons are not working in the same way the way they should work to get that brilliant idea to achieve the success in life. I see. Yeah. Because your, your brain cells are suffocating because you're hungry. Of course, yes. You understand? So, 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 so that brilliant idea cannot strike your mind to get the success. So for behind every success, there's always an idea that works. There's one vision that works. There's your imagination because everything that has to come into your first physical life first, first it comes in your imagination. You understand? Right. So yeah. first we imagine something and then we try to achieve that into our physical world. So if your imagination is not right, okay, right. and it's not supported with your cellular energy within your body, then it's not going to manifest in your life. Right. So then you put Feng Shui on the hold and you work with the individual first. No, actually at the core level, Feng Shui is telling you to do the same thing. This is what the people have forgotten. Right. The feng shui believes more in the spirituality, your inner health, your inner engineering, but not the energies around you. Right. Wow. So right? then, so then, yeah. I mean, when you talk to feng shui, uh, any other feng shui practitioners, they'll come into your home and they'll say, move this, change this color. Uh, you should be facing the water instead of the land. All these things they'll tell you. And then people have to like, decide okay i have to move now because where i am right now doesn't fit what this will, person is saying i will tell you one thing when you change so many things in your environment you're only dealing with your external environment right okay but what about your internal environment that within you right you know it is your internal environment that okay. will influence your external environment Right. But people go other way. People like to see if my external environment is changed, my internal environment will get fixed. I said, no, it doesn't work that way. Right. Okay. Yeah. If, 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 if our solar system has to exist, the sun needs to shine brightly. Huh. Yeah. Right. So yeah. our inner engineering, our inner soul is like a sun. Yes. Okay. And all our goals and all our ambitions, they are like planet. So all our ambition and all our goal and our all external environment, like external environment comes everything, our friends, our family members, our colleagues, there's all our external environment. So they have to rotate around you instead of your rotating around so many things. Wow. So your inner function is the most important aspect. How do you regulate your inner energies? Okay, wow. from brain to heart and heart to brain. That flow is so important to manifest everything in your life because that's going to unlock entire abundance for yourself in your physical world. So can you talk a little bit about the inner Feng Shui versus the outer Feng Shui? 
yes, I can give some points here. Just a little like, insight. Yeah, like first of all, we have to believe that there is the energy within us. Yes. Okay, first of all, we have to believe that the energy within us and, and how we can prove that there is some kind of energy sitting inside me that I call it the function. Can anybody tell? Like, it's so difficult, but not from the, not externally. <laughs> <laughs> you can See, feel it inside you, you if, but you feel it like you feel it where your heart. Say, yes. for example, yes, heart. Yes, heart is yes. pumping all the time. It has yes. no on and off button, right? It's just working. working. Yes. Now, from where the heart is getting the energy? Unknown. Unknown. Like, there is some battery cell somewhere, you know, that providing <laughs> the energy to the heart. So, heart yes. is working. Yes. And you see, the time the heart stops working, you're declared dead. Mm -hmm. Because energy has left your body. Right. Okay. So, so that's very important. So we have to believe, first of all, there is some energy within our body. And, and to make that works nicely, there should not be any internal blockage in our energy. Right. The same thing, like suppose if, if, I, if any electrical gadget is giving me any trouble, we always like to see, is there any problem or the fault with the flow of the energy? So we try to see if the switch is working properly, if the connection is right. Right? The same thing here, if something is not working within our life, you have to first see is, is the energy that are moving correctly in our body. If you are not thinking right, if you are not talking right, right, and if we don't know even what is right for us. Yes. Sometimes we make the wrong choices in life because we don't know what's right for us because that all happens because of the faulty inner energy flow. Okay. And then what happens, still we don't know at inner level what we really want in our life, what can really make us happy, what can really make us successful, we make a wrong choices in our life. And then we chase the dreams, those actually we should not chase. We chase the ambition, that ambition we should not change, but we are looking for something else. Because the way I told you earlier, the emotional mind and the intellectual mind, and the third mind that I tell the most people, the most important is your spiritual mind, your spirit. What your soul needs is very important. What your emotion needs is not important. What your intellectual mind needs is not important. What your soul needs, because when you're born, mm -hmm. you come naked. You brought yes. nothing with you. So whatever you're going to make here, you're going to make here in this world that you borrowed from the universe. Yes. Correct? Go and naked now too. What, yeah, we go naked too. We come empty-handed, we go empty-handed. Right. So. So what we crave so much for our career, why we so much crave for our life, okay? Because we have to understand first, what is the purpose of you coming to this world? What is the real meaning behind it? We are born with the purpose. So once you know your life purpose, everything is easy for you. Then you know exactly why your soul is here today, okay? And what you need to be in your life. That right. can only happen when your internal engineering and internal energy flow is excellent and is synced with the universe because we are the part of the universe at one point. Right. We are all part of the universe. On the entire map of the universe, we are just like a very tiny micro dot. But we as one part of the universe, if we are not synced with our universe, nothing is going to work with us. 
Right. So yeah. then it's not just about, so you could do all the feng shui outside, but if you're not inside, if your feng shui isn't in balance on the inside, the outside feng shui is not going to work? They both need to sink, but the inner feng shui still comes at the prime place and then the external environment. Right. External environment, you have an ability to generate. Right. That's under your control. You can, it, I will choose where should be my sofa. I will choose where should be my dining room. I will choose where should be my store. I will choose where my work desk should be there. You can control everything. But yeah. if the choices made by your inner function are wrong, nothing is working. Right. So that's why inner function, the inner energy comes first. Inner environment comes first and external environment comes later. So amazing, so fascinating. Yeah. So tell us yeah. one success story of, of your Feng Shui experience. <laughs> feng Shui experience like... So many, I'm sure. Many stories, so many, so many. I don't know what to tell you because what, what I like people coming and telling me, the, like Feng Shui should be used to bring the transformation, not for yes. achieving anything. Right. That is, that is what I always teach the people. Yeah. Like, life needs to transform time and on. The way we have the seasons in the nature. Right. Okay. Every okay. year that comes with the four seasons, five seasons, we see that even the energies in the universe or energies in the environment, they're changing all the time. That's why right. we are having spring, we have summer, we have fall, we have winter. The same thing it should happen in the life. Life should not be at the one place. It should always go up the different phases of transformation time and on. Right. Because what I'm today, I was not the same person five years ago or may not be even five months ago. Because it's like an app. Every off and on, even every app gets its updates. Yes. Without that update, that app cannot be optimized. The same thing with right. our life. Right. Every life need to have updates and these updates should be your function update. It's, right. it's every transformation, everything new that I bring to my life. I discard something that I don't really need. Right. Okay. And I add something that I really want to have it in the future. Uh -huh. So that kind of a transformation, when people become, you know, your life becomes self-sustainable. That's the biggest function success in everybody's life. Not how much money you made this month, not how much, you know, you, you create it with your hard work but you know well in advance, in hand, what I will be needing for the future and I'm working on my future. Of course. So I'm, every time I'm transforming it again and again because what I have today, either I'm keeping it or discarding it and getting something better than that. So right. that's my function, transformation, all the time transformation should happen. And then only the life will have the interest. Then only the life is exciting. And then only the life will enjoy. Otherwise, you are doing same and same thing again every day. The life becomes boring. It's become monotonous. You are not doing something different every day. So fascinating. So fascinating. Okay, yeah, Deepak. Like, I, yeah. um, I want to say thank you so much for everything you shared with us right now because it's so, so expansive and so vast, all the information you've shared. We should do a part two maybe because... Um, yeah, There's sure. so much more I think you can share with us. And um, part two, like we can actually pick up a topic. Only we can talk, talk only on that particular topic. Do that for the audience. Just focus on one. 
Yes, we can do that for the audience. Just pick up any one topic. Say today we are talking only for the professional relationship. So just focus on the professional relationship. Yes. How we can develop it? How we can nurture it? Okay. Yes. And and how much we can monetize on it? Because everybody thinking to monetize on everything. Yes. Okay. So how our really the simple acquaintance, simple friendship can turn into a very much meaningful relationship at personal level and at the professional level. So we can maybe do workshops where you where we choose one topic and we invite our guests out to to come uh, and learn about that topic and we can uh, absolutely share the knowledge. Absolutely, well, absolutely. I, and again, everybody's yeah. Go ahead. I, I really look forward to doing that with you and you sharing your knowledge <laughs> yeah. with everyone. Correct. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Very honored to do this interview with you and, and learn about you and your history. I talked to you so many times, but, you know, don't have the background of, of you. so much. You have so much um, background. So much like sometimes I'm so much confused about myself. Like, I don't know what to give deliver to the people. Yes. What they exactly need. Unless somebody is coming to me with the specific requirement. Okay, Deepak, you know, you only tell me about this. That right. makes my life easier and my job easier. <laughs> no, there's no easy. There's no easy. <laughs> no easy, I know that. There's but no still, easy. I can give you the most what, what you need. Right, right? Yes. But if you, but you know, life is made out of so many things. Yes. You need everything. I think, I think if you focus on the finances, it probably puts everything else into place. Absolutely, because that's the today's medium of life. Yes. You understand because it's like a fuel of life. Yeah. I'm giving you a wonderful car, but the tank is empty. That car has no meaning. Yes. So, so, so you know that money is like a fuel. Yeah. Without fuel, we cannot run our life. So let's yeah. talk on the money aspect next time. All and right. we can see how we can monetize on everything in our life. Yeah. Thank you, Deepak. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You have a wonderful day. Yeah. You too. Have a wonderful day. Bye for now.